Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey, the World Juniors. This is Brad Lambert from Team Finland. I'm Oscar Olesen from Team Sweden. Hey, this is Dylan Grand. Hi, I'm Lane Hudson from the U.S. National Team. Dion Mishak. Fabian Lucell. Cole Perfetti. Hey, it's Jake Sanson. I play for Team USA. Major Junior. Hey, this is Matthew Kachuk of the London Knights. I'm Jonathan Yerudo from the St. John's Sea Dogs. Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. Hey, it's Alex Dabrinkit from the Erie Otters. Gerald Dubois from the Cape Breton Screen Eagles. It's Zachary LaRue from the Halifax Mooseheads. This is John Gunther of the Emerson Oil Kings. NCAA. Hey, this is Noah Hannafin from Boston College. Hey, it's Troy Terry from the Denver Pioneers. Quinn Hughes from the University of Michigan. This is Brock Faber from the University of Minnesota. It's Dylan Hollis from the Wisconsin Badgers. The NHL Draft. U.S. Lovkovsky from TPS. Hey, this is Kevin Krasinski of the Seattle Thunderbirds. Hey, guys, it's Cutter Goche from the U.S. National Team. Hi, it's Matt Savoy with the Winnipeg Ice. Hey, this is Sarah Manzel from Shaska High School. Nessa Goche, I play for the Quebec Ramparts. This is Ty Nelson from the North Bay Battalion. Hey, it's Dylan James from the Sioux City Musketeers. This is Rieger Lorenz from the Okotoks Oilers. And more. And welcome to the Pipeline Show. And this is the Pipeline Show. The Pipeline Show. Pipeline Show. Pipeline Show. The Pipeline Show. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. That's me. Thanks for tuning in this weekend, everybody. I really appreciate you stopping by, especially if you're a newcomer. Let me know where you're coming from. If you're a returning listener, you can always hit me up on Twitter at TPS underscore Guy and uh, tell me how long you've been a listener and how you first heard about the show and all of those interesting tidbits that I always ask for if you're uh, getting your copy from uh, Spotify or iTunes or wherever you're getting uh, your dose of the pipeline show from on a regular basis if you have the ability to leave a rating or a uh, comment uh, please do so as it will help encourage others to uh, give the show a try the program is brought to you by wilhock beef jerky it's alberta's best beef jerky there are three locations in the edmonton area where you can get your jerky from and they actually have more than just jerky but uh, you can go to uh, their website and, and see everything that they have to offer the three locations in this area Uh, The original is in Leduc, then they have Spruce Grove, and the newest one is the kiosk in West Edmonton Mall. But if you're not in the local area, you can still have it shipped to you anywhere in Western Canada. Go to wilhawkbeefjerky.com, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, beefjerky.com. All right, this week's show is going to be a bit shorter than uh, than I prefer. Uh, there's two interviews on this week's show, but they're both outstanding. They're both guys who could potentially go in the top 15 of the NHL draft this year. So some uh, pretty high-profile uh, players uh, coming up in the 2023 draft spotlight. But as always, we'll start with some uh, news and notes and basically the updates in uh, across the CHL and the USHL, the NCAA, the NAHL, in terms of uh, your scoring leaders. Uh, But as usual, we'll start with the uh, top 10. In the CHL, uh, coming into this weekend's play, the Winnipeg Ice holding on to the number one spot, the Quebec Rampart. uh, By far, they have a huge lead now in the queue. The Seattle Thunderbirds are the number three ranked team. The Gatineau Olympique are four with Halifax five. Ownership change with the Halifax Mooseheads. Bobby Smith, longtime NHLer, has uh, sold his Uh, majority ownership to Sam Simon and uh, his son. I believe his uh, son's name was Peter. Uh, I watched uh, a portion of the press conference. You can really see the passion that Bobby Smith had for this team and this franchise and being what what being the owner uh, meant to him. 
I, I did notice that uh, Sam Simon said that once upon a time they were looking at buying the uh, Detroit Pistons. Uh, this is a big difference between owning an NBA franchise. And also, they comment, kind of commented on uh, how they were going to take some time to learn the uh, learn the game. Uh, so I, I'm not sure. How, if you're a Mooseheads fan, let me know what you think of this uh, ownership change. Bobby Smith will stick around. He'll be a consultant uh, for the next few years. Uh, but as he said, he will not be making the decisions. He'll be uh, providing opinions. The Mooseheads have been a very good team uh, for the... Uh, the last 15 years or so. We'll see what happens uh, moving forward with the Mooseheads. All right. Continuing on with the top 10. Halifax was number five. Then you go Sherbrooke is six. So that's one, two, three, four teams out of the queue in the top six, which surprises me to some degree because of the that lead that uh, Quebec has. We don't see a team from the OHL until uh, the number eight spot. Uh, in between, you got the Kamloops Blazers hosting the Memorial Cup this year. They're at number seven. And then it's the first OHL team, uh, the Ottawa 67s. The London Knights and the Windsor Spitfires round out the top ten. Saskatoon, Sarnia, and North Bay, the honorable mentions this week. Uh, but to see four teams out of the queue ranked in the top six, uh, I, I'm not saying that's a mistake, but it did surprise me uh, just a little bit. Let's get to the scoring leaders. Last week we looked at the playoff races and the standings in the uh, CH in across all the leagues. Uh, this week let's do the scoring leaders once again. Jordan Dumay of the Halifax Mooseheads with 106 points, just continuing uh, to be a, a juggernaut uh, in the queue. Uh, he has the uh, the most points and by far by 15 over Zachary Bolduc of the Quebec Rempart, Theo Rochette, his teammate. They have 91 and 89 points, respectively. Alexander Doucette from Halifax and Josh Lawrence, also from the Mooseheads, round out the top five with 87 and 86 points. Jumping over to the Ontario Hockey League, Matthew Maggio from the Windsor Spitfires. He's got 89 points, so big difference between the scoring leaders in both the WHL and the Q compared to the OHL. Logan Morrison in Ottawa is next. Uh, he's tied with Ty Voigt. Uh, they both have 81 points. Voigt has uh, led the OHL in scoring for most of the season. Amadeus Lombardi in Flint is next with 79, and then there's a tie for fifth uh, between Tucker Robertson of Peterborough and North Bay Battalion forward Matvey Petrov uh, with 77. Now looking at the Western Hockey League and uh, Connor Bedard, of course, leading the uh, not just the dub, but the CHL in scoring. He's up to 110 points now. Uh, Zach Benson with 85. He plays for the Winnipeg Ice. Then you got Logan Stankoven has 81 points. A big difference between games played between Benson and Stankoven. Benson has 52 and Stankoven just 38. Uh, Chase Wheatcroft has been on fire uh, the second half of the season. He's up in Prince George. He's got 75 points. And uh, Kai Uchaz. Second in terms of goals, fifth in terms of points. He's got 72 playing for the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, kudos to the Swift Current Broncos, who uh, we saw this with the Saskatoon Blades earlier this season when they changed their name to the Bananas. Uh, Swift Current is doing it this weekend, uh, rebranding temporarily as the Lake Diefenbaker Slough Sharks. Uh, lake Diefenbaker, a lake just outside of uh, Swift Current, or in southern Saskatchewan, put it that way. And uh, for those who don't know, a slew shark is basically a, a slang term for a northern pike. 
So they've rebranded it temporarily. They got jerseys that they're going to wear. I believe this is Saturday night. Uh, what I think it's a pretty cool logo, actually. It's, it looks like something you would see at men's rec league or beer league hockey kind of thing, the Slough Sharks. I, I love it. I think it's great. So kudos to the Broncos for uh, for doing that. You can check them out on uh, Twitter right now at SC Broncos or look up Lake Diefenbaker Slough Sharks. All right, jumping down to the USHL, and your scoring leader uh, by a mile is Max Celebrini of the Chicago Steel. He has 62 points. Next closest would be uh, Cedar Rapids forward Ryan Walsh, who has just 53. Uh, Jack Harvey and Michael Emerson also with the Chicago Steel have 51 and 50 points, respectively. And uh, then Cole Knubel, who's been on the show this season, he's in Fargo, has 49, as does Jaden Perron uh, of the Chicago Steel with 49 as well. Uh, but Celebrini has just been in fuego right now uh, for the last little while. He's with 62 points. Here's what he's done as of late. Well, he's got a five-game point streak right now, during which time he has 11 goals and four assists in uh, five games. He had a five-goal game against the U.S. National Development Program uh, last weekend. So, uh, yeah, he's got the hot hand in the USHL for sure. Meanwhile, in the North American Hockey League, a player we had on not that long ago is David Andrichuk from the Northeast Generals. He has 65, and his teammate Paul Minahan has 63. So close race between the two at the top. Then there's a gap. Uh, Jackson Reinecke of uh, Anchorage has 51. Joey Del Greco from Oklahoma with 51, and Hunter Longy with uh, 51. He plays in Minot. And the NCAA scoring race has uh, tightened up a little bit. Adam Fantilli still on top with 49, but Colin Graff at Quinnipiac has 47. Sean Farrell at Harvard has 46, and that's significant because they've only played 27 games. Uh, Fantilli has also only played 27 games because of the World Junior and etc. Uh, those two leading the NCAA in terms of uh, points per game. Logan Cooley, who had a uh, monster effort last weekend, has uh, 29 points. Excuse me, has 44 points, 29 assists, 44 points for, uh, for Logan Cooley and uh, Jimmy Snuggerud uh, with 43. Both of those guys, a freshman with the Minnesota Golden Gophers. All my guests join me courtesy the Troubled Monk Brewery, and you can go to troubledmonk.com slash shop. Not only do they sponsor the uh, Troubled Monk Hotline, but uh, you can get some fantastic craft beverages. And I've been mentioning it uh, the last several weeks. It's beverages because it's more than just craft beer. Of course, you can get things like the Pesky Pig, a Session Ale, or the Daycation Lager. Uh, but you can also get Troubled Tea. It's hard iced tea. They've got root beer. They've got Saskatoon uh, soda. It's kind of like grape, but uh, better. Uh, they have orange and ginger ale as well. But they've got gin, and they've got vodka. In fact, a couple of uh, different versions of uh, gin and uh, vodka. And there's some new ones that I haven't had a chance to try yet, but the cans look fantastic. Uh, they've got one called Never Gets Old. It's a light Scottish ale. They have Canadian Tuxedo Pilsner, Night Light Schwartz Beer, and the Cold Snap Rye Stout and the Comfort Zone Hell's Lager. The cans look fantastic. If the uh, beverages taste as good as the cans look, they are winners. Check them out at troubledmonk.com shop. All right, as I mentioned, just two guests this week, but they are... Uh, Heavy hitters when it comes to the upcoming NHL draft. We're going to start with Andrew Crystal of the Kelowna Rockets. He leads that team in scoring by a mile. 69 points in just 39 games, including 30 goals. He and the Rockets are in Edmonton uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. As I'm speaking with you now, it is uh, Friday. 
So that team coming through Alberta this week. And uh, hot on their heels are the Winnipeg Ice, also coming through uh, Alberta. They were actually in Calgary earlier this week, got a win. They're in Red Deer tonight, and then they have a doubleheader in Edmonton this weekend and into early next week. And that means we go from Andrew Crystal to Zach Benson. So quite the one-two punch of a 2023 draft spotlights coming up, and we will start with Andrew Crystal from the Kelowna Rockets. He's up first here on the Pipeline Show, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Back to the blue line, Wilm in the middle, broken up by Zemer. Look out, Cohen Zemer, breakaway to Hyde to Zemer. Hat trick! Cohen Zemer, 3-1! This is Cohen Zemer with Prince George Cougars, and this is the Pipeline Show. Since 1965, Wilhawk Beef Jerky has provided fresh, top-quality beef jerky made with 100% Alberta beef. From your very first bite, you'll understand that real jerky isn't found at the convenience store. It's tender, full of flavor, with just a hint of subtle spices. Wilhawk's jerky is aged, seasoned, and marinated to lock in the flavors, and then smoked to perfection. Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It might just be the best you've ever tasted. Try for yourself. Search W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Hey, everybody. An old man's talking. Welcome back to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. As we get set to begin this week's episode, we're going to turn on the 2023 draft spotlight and get to know another player that is eligible for the upcoming NHL draft. But a reminder that The Pipeline Show is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best, and you can get it throughout Western Canada by going to their website, wilhockbeefjerky.com, W-I-L-H-A-U-K, beefjerky.com. Or if you happen to be in the Edmonton area, you can stop by one of their three local locations, Leduc, Spruce Grove, or West Edmonton Mall, and pick it up in person. My next guest will be in Edmonton this weekend as the Kelowna Rockets are in town to take on the Edmonton Oil Kings. And that means, of course, I'm speaking with Andrew Crystal of the Kelowna Rockets. Andrew, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are things? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well. I appreciate you making the time. I know that uh, you and the Rockets, as we're speaking right now, it's uh, Wednesday. You and the Rockets will be jumping on the bus heading to Edmonton tomorrow uh, for a Friday night game, which is uh, game day between the Rockets and the Oil Kings. Tell me about this season for your club and for you personally, but uh, when I look at the standings uh, right now, Kelowna sitting in the eighth and final playoff position, how would you describe the season for you and for the team? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so far this season, uh, at least for a team perspective, hasn't been uh, the greatest, but um, at this point we're still in the playoffs and you know we're looking to move up the, the rankings and the standings, so um, it's an opportunity this weekend to come in Alberta and you know get a couple wins and keep moving up, and then, yeah, personally, I think it's gone pretty well. As, um, you know, I think I've, I've played to a, a pretty good standard most nights, and um, yeah, I feel really confident out there. So um, yeah, so far the season's been uh, pretty good, and we're just looking to build on it. Go back to the team perspective for the season. You said it's been a bit of a disappointment. I, I, I'm one of the people that thought the Rockets might be uh, higher in the standings at this point in the season than where you are. Uh, it sounds like you agree with that. Why do you think that is? What went sideways uh, for the Rockets maybe earlier this season? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think we also uh, thought we'd be a little bit higher than that. I think just um at the start of the season yeah we just weren't you know playing as a team and then playing together and um 
a big thing with our team is just discipline and, and taking too many penalties and, and penalties at the wrong time. So I think if we can, you know, limit that and, and just capitalize when we get on the power play, I think that's kind of the biggest thing moving forward, how we can kind of improve and, um, you know, get a much wins um, scratch here together. And for you personally, uh, Andrew, this season, I mean, you're having a fantastic year. You've got 69 points in just 39 games. 30 of those are goals. Uh, this is, uh, I guess, officially your third season in the league because uh, we go back to your rookie year. It was the bubble year during COVID. I'm wondering about the evolution of Andrew Crystal as a player. How are you different now, uh, today, than you were when you first put on a Rockets jersey? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, first of all, I think when I came into the league at 15 or for the bubble year, I was probably like five, five eight, five seven, one forty five. So I, I grew quite a bit and gained some pounds. So that's definitely helped me. But um, on the hockey side of things, I think I just you know, grew more comfortable with um, playing at a higher pace. And, um, you know, the guys on my team helped me, you know, acclimate to the league and, and playing with them. So just I think throughout the years and um, just getting a little bit more mature and, and confident with the Bucks definitely helped me a lot to, you know, gain some momentum and, you know, have a, have a pretty good year this year. Well, I mentioned uh, 30 goals, 69 points. Happens to be the exact amount of points that you finished last season uh, with in the WHL, but that was in 61 games. You've only played 39 so far this year. And I know you're coming off uh, a bit of an injury uh, not that long ago and didn't take you long to knock off that rust first game back four goals. <laughs> to some degree, I have to think that maybe you're surprising yourself even a little bit this year. Is that fair? Um, I mean, as uh, come back from injury and, and having that game was uh, pretty awesome for me to, you know, just kind of, you know, get back into the swing of things. And, um, you know, I wasn't really expecting too much. I think we were going to play in kind of a limited role for that first game and see how it kind of felt. But I felt great out there and, um, I, I was getting some pretty pretty sweet passes from my teammates, and uh, I was able to capitalize a little bit. So uh, it was nice to get that, you know, four-goal game in my first hat-trick and, you know, come back from injury. Speaking of teammates, have your line mates uh, been pretty much the same two guys all season long, or has that changed up a lot? Who are you playing with? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think our team's kind of dealt with you know, some injuries. and Obviously, some of the guys are going to World Juniors, so it's fluctuated a little bit. But um, a couple guys that I've played with, for the majority of the season, we're probably kidding and kidding Sturch, and um, they've been unbelievable to play with, and uh, they're they're so skilled themselves, and um, they make it easy for me out there. So those are two guys that you know I played the majority of the season with, but you know we've been dealing with injuries and you know world juniors, so it's uh, I've, I've played with a bunch of different people too. Andrew Crystal is my guest. He's a forward with the Kelowna Rockets out of the Western Hockey League, and Andrew, the Pipeline Show is a junior and college hockey show, so my regular audience will will follow the WHL. They'll know about the Rockets. They'll know about you. Uh, but there'll be a lot of casual NHL fans who probably don't care a whole lot about junior hockey. They'll listen to a segment like this simply because you're a high-profile uh, player for the upcoming NHL draft. As we turn on the uh, 2023 draft spotlight, maybe let's uh, start at the beginning and get some background. Uh, tell me where you're from. Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Yeah, basically just the lower mainland and um, yeah, I grew up there my whole life and, and played minor hockey up until, you know, coming up to Kelowna. Who got you into hockey at a young age, Andrew? Um, I'd have to say probably my parents and then a little bit my brother. He was, uh, he's older than me and he started playing hockey a, a little bit before me, I guess. So, um, just kind of seeing him go through it and, and then me wanting to obviously do what, you know, my older brother does. I think that's kind of how I started. I know your brother is a forward. Have you always been a forward too? Or did you try other positions along the way? Um, uh, I think the majority of the time I, I was a forward because, you know, I, as a kid, I liked scoring goals, but. There's one part in, when I was, you know, growing up, I really wanted to be a goalie for some reason. So um, I'd hop back in that and, and I was looking to buy pads from, um, you know, my brother's friend who used to be a goalie. And, and uh, it, it was going pretty well. But then there's one game where I, I remember our team was losing like 2 nothing or 3 nothing, And 
we couldn't score. So I started to like with my goalie gear on, started to come up in the play. And um, I kind of knew from that point that the goalie situation wouldn't really be too good for me. So then I switched back to Ford and it's uh, stayed like that ever since. You know, it's funny because I do talk to a lot of players and uh, a lot of guys will tell me that uh, when they were very young, they wanted to be a goaltender, but maybe their parents said they couldn't do it. Maybe seeing the dollar figures, uh, how much it costs <laughs> to be a, a, a goaltender, but it sounds like you actually uh, took a little bit of a run at it and, and got to play at that position a little bit more than most. Yeah, I, when I say more than a little bit, I'd probably be like, like 10 games or so, and, and then I kind of got sick because as a kid, you know, goalies used to rotate, and then I kind of wanted to take most of the games, so I tried that out for a little bit. But I think I just kind of like the pads and stuff like that. It kind of intrigued me, but, um, you know, goalies not for me, I don't think. Andrew, take me back to the WHL Bantam Draft Day and what that was like for you. Because I know in most years, a lot of guys would either be at school uh, trying to follow along on what's happening uh, on their phone or something, and other guys would be able to stay at home uh, and uh, maybe take it in and watch it with their parents or something. But uh, your draft year was right during COVID. It was the COVID draft year. Uh, so what was that day like for you? Yeah, um, for me, I, I wasn't at school, so I was lucky to you know be at home with my family and, and some friends and um, it wasn't anything too crazy. It was just kind of like a regular, and we threw the then we threw the, the WHL draft on the TV and, and kind of watched it go through. And um, you know, I eventually got picked by Cologne, which was great. So we had a, a pretty good reaction, and then I was pretty thrilled about it. So um, yeah, that draft day wasn't wasn't too anything too too crazy, but uh, it was nice to kind of celebrate that with my family. As it turned out, you didn't have to wait very long to hear your name called eighth overall pick uh, that year. I imagine heading into the event that you probably suspected you were going to be. Uh, taken pretty early in the draft but did you have any idea or inclination that it was Kelowna that was uh, the team that would end up calling your name no I, I didn't really know that to be Kelowna at all I mean um, they, they didn't really talk to me throughout the whole process too much and um, I, I didn't really know too much about what where their heads were at or anything so when I when I got drafted by them it was definitely a pleasant surprise so I was pretty happy Hey, you didn't have to move all that far away and uh, let's be honest a pretty nice part of the country a, a pretty nice part of the planet uh, to uh, have to live in, especially in the off season. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable over here. It's uh, you know, the the weather's really great, and you know, winters aren't too cold, and um, you know, it's just a great organization as well. So um, yeah, it's just it's an unbelievable place to play junior hockey for sure. Now this season for you started a little bit early. Uh, back in August, you got to play for Canada at the Ivan Holinka tournament, where you had what six points in five games. I wonder what that opportunity meant for you, because I mean, the last couple of years previous. Uh, because of COVID, you hadn't had that chance. You never got to represent Canada before. A lot of players will say it's an honor and, and so forth, but I wonder what that opportunity meant for you. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, a super, super special for me. I, you know, growing up, I never thought, you know, I'd be able to put the leaf on and represent my country. So to be able to do it and, uh, you know, play on that team was was pretty incredible for me to, to experience. And now it just kind of, you know, keeps me wanting more and uh, but yeah, no, that tournament was uh, was pretty great with you know the team that we had and how we kind of dominated and and we ended up winning gold. So it was a pretty pretty great experience and um, you know hoping hoping I can have a couple more of those. Do you think having that tournament in August and playing some meaningful games there did has that contributed to this uh, terrific season that you've been able to have with the Rockets this year? Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think it kind of just you know readied me for for training camp and the start of the season. I mean, we had to get ready a, a whole month before to, you know, be at our peak and our, you know, top performance for August. So um, I think you kind of just carried that tournament into our season. Um, at least for me, it gave me a lot of confidence heading into the year with Kelowna to, you know, kind of just keep going. Go back to your brother, Tyler, for a second. I know he's uh, playing college hockey. I believe he's still uh, playing for St. Lawrence, is he not? Yeah, it's his first year there. All right. Yeah, freshman. So 
Was the college path uh, ever a consideration for you, or did you know early on specifically that the WHL was the right choice for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely was, uh, you know, an option for me that um, was was definitely weighed heavily by me and a decision I had to make. So, I mean, seeing yeah, my brother go through that that process and, and things like that is, uh, you know, kind of persuaded me into, you know, like looking into it at least. And, um, I mean, when I got drafted by Cologne, I kind of, kind of knew that it was the right fit for me and knew that I had a pretty good opportunity to play. And um, it was obviously, you know, a great organization and city. So I think that way it was an easy decision, but, um, you know, I definitely weighed my options for sure. Well, and I know he, that he played in West Kelowna the last couple of years before going to St. Lawrence. Uh, and you were also obviously in Kelowna. So yeah. imagine you guys uh, had the chance to, to cross paths a little bit. That would have been cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome when he was playing here. We, you know, get to see each other and I'd go to his games and he'd come to mine and, you know, we'd talk about them and stuff. So that was a, uh, pretty awesome for me to, to have a guy, a guy like that, like my brother, to, to be in the same city as me and, you know, able to help show me around and, and things like that. So he made it pretty comfortable for me. And it was, uh, it was awesome for the, for the years that he was here. Andrew, I got to ask you about the NHL draft and uh, how much you, how much time you spend thinking about that. I know I have a lot of players on the show and I ask them that question. A lot of guys tell me they try not to think about it at all. They don't want to be distracted by any of that outside stuff. Uh, but there are players who actively tell me that they want to know, you know, where TSN has me ranked. I want to know where Sportsnet has me ranked or Central Scouting because they use that as motivation. What about for you, Andrew? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. Um, you know, with social media these days and all that, you kind of you see every, every ranking and all that kind of stuff. So um, you're definitely going to see that. And, you know, it definitely will give you motivation depending on, you know, where you're at and stuff like that. But um, for me, I'm kind of more focused on the side of, you know, myself and kind of getting to the rank and doing the little things right every day and just trying to get better. Um, I mean, obviously the draft's, uh, you know, something that you dream of growing up and it's uh, pretty special that, you know, I have the opportunity to maybe get drafted. So um, just, just having that in my mind, is, you know, makes me just want to go and, and work hard at the ranks. So I'm not too worried about the rankings. I just kind of want to go and put in the work and then, you know, whatever happens, happens. Well, I've seen a lot of the rankings, and everybody seems to have you as a probable first-round pick. In fact, a lot of people seem to have you up in uh, the top 10 range, which I'm sure is flattering. I wonder, though, for those who haven't had a chance to watch you play, and I'll get to see you for the first time uh, on Friday night with my own eyes, but can you give us a bit of a a self-scouting report? How do you describe yourself as a player? Because we can see the stats, but they don't always paint the full picture. So uh, how do you describe yourself? Yeah, um, I mean, I think I'm a highly offensive player. Um, I'm a guy who, you know, likes to make plays, and uh, I think I have really good vision to, you know, see see second guys coming in the second wave and find seams to to make plays. So um, I'm also pretty pretty competitive, and I hate to lose. So that's probably the scouting report I give myself. Now the sheet that I'm looking at says five ten and about 165 pounds, but you mentioned just a second ago about uh, how much smaller you were just a couple of years back. Uh, where are you at right now, and have you do you think you've uh, stopped growing taller? Yeah, I think I'm probably like 5'10", 170 right now. I'm, I think I'm still getting bigger. Hopefully I can, you know, grow an inch or two more. But, um, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at right now. I feel like, you know, I'm strong on the puck and, um, you know, I, I feel confident in battle. So it's kind of just keep putting on weight and um, getting stronger as that'll come, you know, throughout the years. Andrew, what do you like to do away from hockey? Do you kind of unwind maybe in the off season? Um, yeah, funny enough, I actually used to come up to Kelowna in the summers and um, so I really like to wake surf. That's something that I, I got into pretty heavily. So um, that's something I really like to do. And um, just back in Vancouver in the summers, it's, you know, we have pretty great weather and, you know, close to the beach. So we go out there and, you know, play basketball, spike ball. I'm a pretty active guy. So usually out, out doing sports and, you know, hanging out with my friends. So, yeah, that's kind of what I like to do. 
Now, I mentioned you have a, a long bus ride to get from Kelowna to Edmonton here in the next uh, day or two. Uh, I'm just curious what you like to do on the bus to, to occupy yourself during that time. Are you a, a Netflix guy or do you like to read books? Uh, what do you do? Um, yeah, I'm usually a big TV watcher, so I'm for badminton trip. But there's a new show on Netflix, Full Swing. I'm also pretty big in the golf, so I'll be watching that and um, you know just hanging out with the guys. So I'm, I'm kind of a TV and uh, TV guy for sure. Excellent. Well, Andrew, listen, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way this season with the Kelowna Rockets, whatever happens at the NHL draft, and uh, maybe we'll get a chance to chat again one day. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure to get to meet you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That was Andrew Crystal of the Kelowna Rockets, who is having a outstanding season uh, for the Rockets. I am uh, quite looking forward to watching him uh, play on Friday night as uh, the Rockets come to Edmonton, as I'm speaking with you right now, another little peek behind the curtain. It's uh, Thursday, so that game is tomorrow night for me. By the time you're hearing this, most of you hearing this, the game will be uh, the same night or already over. But uh, looking forward to uh, to watching him play because he's had a heck of a year putting up huge numbers. Not the biggest guy in the world, but the NHL game these days, uh, that's not uh, necessarily the be-all, end-all, so... Perhaps a bit of a draft day wild card, though, because I think skill set and production-wise, probably worthy of a top 12 pick. And yet there are some reports out there he could be a late first-round pick. I think that would be one of those Cole Caulfield, Logan Stankoven type of uh, picks that Debrinkat, those guys, kind of fitting a similar category there. People might regret not taking him earlier. Than, uh, than where he goes on draft day. We'll see, though, because somebody might take him in the top 10. Who knows? We're going to keep the 2023 draft spotlight open. Scheduled to join me next from the Winnipeg Ice, another guy who's going to go really early in the NHL draft. His name is Zach Benson. The Ice, on their way to Edmonton, they, went, they were in Calgary, got a victory there. They're playing in Red Deer tonight. And a two-game tilt coming up in Edmonton this weekend and early next week. So let's get to know Zach Benson. When we come back, you're listening to The Pipeline Show, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Now near side, White. Far side, Krebs. Wrist shot, scores! Peyton Krebs, a wrist shot from the far side, and gets by Bailey Birkin. Hey, Peyton Krebs from the Kootenai Ice, and this is The Pipeline Show. talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody! Hey, we're back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Uh, final segment for this week's episode, and we're going to keep the 2023 draft spotlight uh, turned on as we get to know another player eligible for the upcoming draft. A reminder, The Pipeline Show brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best beef jerky, but you can get it anywhere in Western Canada by going to their website, wilhockbeefjerky.com. 
All right, my next guest is uh, one of the, he's going to be one of the first players taken in the 2023 NHL draft. Another guy out of the WHL, hell of a year for the dub when it comes to the NHL draft. But the uh, Winnipeg Ice leading the WHL in the standings uh, with uh, most points and winning percentage. And the top scorer of the Winnipeg Ice is my guest now, Zach Benson. Uh, welcome to the Pipeline Show, Zach. How are things? Yeah, everything's going good. Um, I have, uh, I've had a good season so far, and I uh, look forward to chatting here. Well, I'm, I I would have to think, I'd be surprised if your answer to how are things was anything but good, uh, considering first place in the in the league for the Winnipeg Ice, and, and you're having an amazing season. I, I guess the simple question is, what's gone right for the Winnipeg Ice this year outside of everything? Because it seems like you guys are virtually unstoppable. Um, yeah, uh, we've just been super consistent, and I think that's kind of um, one of our, our mottos, uh, just just consistency and uh we've done a pretty good job so far this year and uh you know everyone in uh, our room is having tons of fun and i think that has a another big factor to it i know you're in red deer right now getting ready for a, a big game against the red deer rebels they're the closest team to you in the eastern conference standings but still 13 point cushion uh there over the rebels but you can't really take a, a night off in the western league right any team any team can beat anybody uh, at this level so how do you get set for the rebels um, yeah, we know they're a good team. They're a physical team. They got a lot of size. So, um, you know, our game, um, is kind of, you know, play physical as well, but, uh, you know, use our speed and use our skill to kind of, um, outplay them. But, uh, like you said, you can't take a night off in this league or, um, any team can win. Do you consider a game like this almost like a, uh, a playoff preview? I mean, if things go right for both of your clubs, you're eventually going to have to play each other. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're a good hockey team. We know that. Um, last time we played here, it was a full house. So, um, it was almost a, a playoff atmosphere. And, uh, you know, we felt it. Uh, energy was high. And, uh, you know, hopefully tomorrow night's a uh, similar game. Zach, as I said uh, at the start of this interview, uh, you're having a heck of a year. 85 points right now as we're chatting. Uh, 30 of those are goals and just 52 games this season. Last year, you had 63 points in what was a really good season for yourself. Are you almost surprising yourself a little bit with the, the offensive production this year? Or, you know, if I gave you truth serum, would you say this is exactly what you thought you'd be sitting at right now? Um, yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, I don't really know. Um, I kind of expected this out of myself. But uh, mm. at the same time, it's uh, it's really nice to be playing with, uh, you know, elite players. And, you know, I'm on a line right now with Matt Savoy and Connor McLennan. So um, I can't, um, you know, give them a, uh, enough credit. Uh, they do They do a ton. And, um, you know, we just look forward to to keep going here. I know your roster has uh, been in flux a lot this year. With new players brought in, some guys moved out, obviously, uh, but yet it hasn't seemed to affected uh, in terms of team chemistry or anything like that. And for yourself, have you played with those two guys all season, or has that changed throughout the year? Um, no, that's changed throughout the year. Um, you know, I've I've been on I think three different lines, so wow. uh, getting new guys in um, has definitely. It definitely helped us a lot. Uh, you know, stop Chuck Latimer, um, Armstrong, you go down the list. Uh, I know there's a couple more guys, um, but uh, it's helped a ton. And, uh, you know, we got a super deep squad now, so um, we hope to do some uh, good stuff here uh, down the stretch. Well, this is year three for you in the WHL going back to the uh, the bubble season uh, back in 2020-21. Uh, in for yourself, I-, I wonder what the evolution for Zach Benson has been. How are you a different player today than you were when you first pulled over a, a Winnipeg Ice jersey? Um, yeah, I've definitely uh, you know gotten stronger. Um, I've definitely developed my defensive game. My 15 year old year, um, you know, I wasn't the best defensively, but uh, James has 
uh, kind of harped on that. And um, I think my defensive uh, game has come a long way. And, um, you know, I definitely think strength uh, plays a role in that. But, uh, no, I definitely say my biggest improvement uh, has been my defensive game. Excellent. Zach Benson is my guest. He's a uh, forward with the Winnipeg Ice. Zach, uh, the pipeline shows the junior and college hockey shows for my regular audience. You'll already be on their radar. Uh, but there'll be some casual NHL fans who don't care about junior hockey at all. Uh, they'll be listening to this just because you're a, a highly touted prospect for the draft. Uh, so for the benefit of that portion of the audience, maybe let's start at the beginning and get some background. Uh, where are you from? Um, I was born and raised uh, uh, Chilliwack, BC. Okay. Do you remember who got you into hockey at a young age? Do you remember? Um, my dad is a, a super big hockey fan, so uh, I used to watch a lot of hockey with him, and then uh, I think he threw a pair of skates on me when I was about three or four. All right. Have you always been a forward, or did you try other positions along the way? Um, I think I've always been a forward um, since I can remember, but uh, I've I've played a couple of games uh, on defense. I know uh, a lot of players will tell me that there might have been a game maybe when you were seven or eight or something, your your team didn't have a full-time goaltender or something like that, and you, everybody has to take their turn. Did you have a, a night like that? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever thrown on the pad. Really? Never? All right. No. Well, uh, being a forward looks like it's uh, working out pretty well for you. Tell me about getting uh, drafted by the Winnipeg Ice. Take me back to the Bantam draft that day. And and, uh, I know a lot of guys were able to stay home from school. Other guys are at school trying to follow along. But for you, it was the COVID year, right? So I don't imagine you were at school. Uh, What uh, what do you remember from that day? Yeah, I just remember uh, my dad plugged it into our our TV and we're all sitting on the couch. just waiting and um you know my phone rang i think right before i got selected on the on the tv screen and um uh it was jay kaisinger and, and matt cockle just uh welcoming uh, me to the winnipeg ice and uh, i just remember my smile uh the smile i had on my face it was pretty it was a pretty surreal moment and uh one that i'll never forget now geographically abbotsford to winnipeg i don't think you could have been taken by a team further away uh from home uh, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, you're obviously moving quite a distance away from friends and family. Um, yeah, I was definitely um, one of the, I guess at the time is one of the negatives, but uh, you know, it's worked out super well, um, super good for, for my family. Um, my dad and mom um, fly out quite a bit. Um, it's pretty easy to get to for them. So um, it has, it has worked out uh, really good so far and uh, you know, hopefully um can play uh couple more years in in winnipeg tell me about culture shock or climate shock maybe having a a winter in winnipeg compared to uh, the vancouver area i imagine it would be uh, pretty different uh yeah definitely (laughs) different uh i'm used to uh zero degrees being cold but uh, in winnipeg a cold day is about uh i don't know minus minus 40 yeah yeah well it's pretty chilly here in the edmonton area right now as you know you're down in red deer and it's a, a pretty cold day yeah Let's talk about the draft. Uh, and I know a lot of players when I have them on the show, I ask them about the draft. And some guys will say they don't they don't really spend much time thinking about it. They don't want to be distracted by it. Uh, but there are a lot of players who tell me that they want to know where Central Scouting has them ranked, or TSN, or or Sportsnet, or whoever, uh, and they use that as motivation. Uh, what about for you, Zach? Yeah, I don't really. I'm not a guy that really uh, thinks about it or looks at it too much. Um, you know, obviously it's in the the back of my mind. I. Um, I see the odd thing, but uh, it's not something that I go out of the way to kind of search up or, or do something like that. Um, but uh, like I said, it's it's definitely something you have in the back of your mind. 
Well, you're, I mean, everybody has you pegged as a, as a first round pick. Most people have you in the top 10, some even in the top five. That, that's got to be flattering though, even if you're not spending a whole lot of time thinking about it. There's, there's not pressure in regards to if you're going to be drafted. It's just a matter of when. So does that take a little pressure off it? Or, I mean, you're a competitive guy. You want to be a first round pick taken as high as possible, I imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's pretty cool to see people have me ranked that high, but at the end of the day, um, I know deep down that those rankings don't mean too much. And um, uh, like you said, it's uh, I'm a competitive guy and um, I want to go as high as I can. Um, so I, I definitely, uh, you know, I, I show up to the rink every day with uh, my work boots on. Zach, this is a heck of a year for the WHL. There's a lot of guys who are up for the draft and there could be nine, 10 players out of the league. Uh, chosen uh, in the first round this year. I, I just had Andrew Crystal from uh, the Kelowna Rockets on uh, right in the segment before this. I imagine you guys played with or against each other uh, a lot growing up. He's a Vancouver area guy as well. When you look at the rest of the WHL draft class, what separates you from the pack in your opinion? What do you do differently than than other guys? Um, yeah, I think my my hockey IQ is uh, you know ahead of most. Um, you know, obviously they're all all great players. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Um, every one of them probably. Um, so, uh, you know, they're great players, but I think my hockey IQ is what kind of separates me from, from the pack. You got to play for Canada at the Helenka Gretzky Cup this past August. I imagine that was a thrill for you because the last few years with COVID, you, you were kind of robbed of that experience uh, that most guys get to go through at that, that age. So finally getting to pull on the, the Maple Leaf, what did that mean for you? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, it was a pretty surreal moment when I first put on that jersey. Uh, with that logo um, on the front front of the jersey, um, but uh, you know it was it was super fun to just meet new guys, um, you know, from the the Quebec League and the Ontario League that I never play against or um, have played with before. So meeting those guys was was definitely a cool uh, moment. And then, uh, like I said before, putting on the on the Maple Leaf was uh, a surreal moment for sure. Do you think having that in the summer and playing meaningful games like that did that get you off to a better start uh, for this regular season? Maybe it's contributed to to why you're having such a monster year. Yeah, I definitely think it it helped a lot. Uh, just getting in that uh, co- competitive uh, atmosphere again uh, in the middle of summer. Um, so I think uh, going into training camp, um, you know, I was pretty fresh off that tournament, which uh, I think. I would definitely contribute uh, a lot of my success so far this year to that uh, tournament. The sheet I'm looking at lists you at 5'10", 160 pounds, I, but I don't know how up-to-date that is. Uh, what are you at now? Um, yeah, I think I'm 5'10". I think I'm up to 166, so um, I've gained uh, a few pounds over the course of this year. And I imagine that's the goal. Uh, other things uh, other than off the ice uh, training and stuff like that, what parts of your game are you trying to refine the most before you can have success at that next level? Um, yeah, I think the main thing is strength, um, and that kind of goes into on-ice stuff, um, you know, just uh, getting more explosive, uh, harder shots. Um, so I think strength is, is the thing I'm focus on, focusing on the most, and, um, you know, you build your strength and uh, other aspects of your game will kind of uh, raise too. Just a couple more questions left for Zach Benson of the Winnipeg Ice here on the Pipeline Show in the 2023 Draft Spotlight. What do you like to do away from the game, Zach? Um, yeah, I just, um, you know, I love I love the game of hockey, honestly. It's kind of my life. So um, when I'm not playing it, um, I'm usually watching it or, um, you know, playing many sticks with my, my billet brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like hanging out with buddies. I like playing pickup basketball. So, um, something with, uh, with, uh, something to, to have to do with sports. Okay. Long bus rides in the WHL. Are you a Netflix guy or you like to read books or a little bit of both? What do you do? I like listening to music, honestly. I usually have my, my AirPods in and just uh, listen to music or talk to my uh, bus mate. Uh, and uh, what's your go-to? Uh, when you, what do you throw on uh, to, to listen to, to get up for a game or just to relax? Um, actually, I've been, on, I've been playing a lots of country. Uh, uh-huh. I've been driving with Connor McClendon lots, and he's a big country guy, so um, he's kind of got me on that, uh, on that train. So lots of Morgan Wallen and... Um, yeah, I've been really listening to him lately. Fantastic. Zach, listen, I really appreciate your time, man. Best of luck the rest of the way this year with the ice and whatever happens at the draft. Uh, we'll see you in Edmonton here against the Oil Kings for a doubleheader uh, this coming week. Uh, thanks for your time, man. Awesome. Thank you. There's Zach Benson of the Winnipeg Ice, just one of uh, a number of high-caliber, highly talented uh, products out of the WHL this season eligible for the NHL draft. Here's a list of the guys now that uh, we've uh, featured here on the Pipeline Show. We've been able to introduce uh, to the audience. Uh, just out of the WHL, guys and where they're ranked by NHL Central Scouting. Uh, Connor Bedard, ranked number one overall. Braden Yeager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, ranked number five. Now Zach Benson, who's ranked number seven. Lucas Dragasivic, who we had on the show last week. He's ranked number 12 in North America. Plays for Tri-City. Nate Danielson was on about a month ago. Playing with the Brandon Wheat Kings, he's ranked 13th. Andrew Crystal this week, ranked 16th. He of the Kelowna Rockets, at Cohen Zemer of the Prince George Cougars, who's ranked 20th. Also had Riley Height, who's ranked number 26. Both of those guys with the Prince George Cougars. Luca Cagnoni of the Portland Winterhawks, who's uh, ranked 34th. And Tanner Molendyke, who's ranked 36th, all out of the WHL. He of the Saskatoon Blades. And it is a banner year for the Western Hockey League. There's a couple of other guys still from the dub uh, for me to get on. Caden Price uh, with the Kelowna Rockets hasn't been on yet. Kalen Lind from Red Deer. Uh, Samuel Honzik, not sure about the language barrier, so I'll have to check to see if he's comfortable with English. And uh, Jaden Lipinski, also of the Vancouver Giants. Uh, guys on my to-get list. And that's just out of the WHL. And, uh, of course, I mean, there are other guys as well. Grayson Souchin, who was a place for Seattle. He's been on the show. He's ranked 42nd. Haven't had a Nico Majanovic yet, though. He's ranked 47th. Connor Levis uh, ranked 60th. He plays for Kamloops. But we've got time. The NHL draft, uh, not until uh, the summer. So we, we've got time. Time is on our side. But time is up for this week's episode. And I know it was a shorter week. I, if you're a longtime listener, you know I three interviews is uh, where I kind of draw the line. I'd like to have three in an episode if not the regular four, uh, this week just two. So I feel bad about that, uh, but uh, I'm not going to keep harping on it, but some off-ice scenario, real-life situations uh, taking up a lot of my time. So I was able to get these two interviews done, and I want to push them out instead of holding them on to uh, them for next week's show. Uh, Next week, completely up in the air right now. As uh, as you know, I'm playing it uh, day-to-day pretty much, so... Uh, the endeavor would be to get uh, more draft-eligible players on, maybe some media guys, uh, covering all the leagues that uh, that you've come to expect uh, being talked about here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, but until next week, quick thank you to everyone who has been signing up to be a patron at patreon.com slash thepipelineshow. You can get early access to all the interviews. Uh, in fact, people who are patrons have been able to hear these two interviews already, about the rest of you getting it when the full episode comes out 
couple of bucks a month is what that costs, or a little bit, uh, or a little less than that. If you sign up for an annual package, it'd be about 21 bucks a year, I guess, because you get a 10% discount. Anyway, that said, that is going to wrap it up. So until next week, get out and watch some junior college hockey so that you and I can talk about it next week right here on the Pipeline Show. Brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky. My name is Keith Flaming. See ya.